Hare Krishna, this is Ravanam Diaries. We are starting the next book, which is called The Message of Godhead. By His Divine Grace, Srila A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami, Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Page number one, Introduction. At present, we are concerned primarily with two things. One, ourselves, and the other, the place where we live. In other words, we are concerned with two objects, namely everything that is related to our gross and subtle bodies and the world at large, with all its paraphernalia. But there are others above us, the transcendentalists, who are concerned not only with their bodies and minds and the world at large, but also with the transcendental subject, which is above the mind and the body and the world at large. The transcendentalists are very much concerned with the absolute truth and much less with relative truths. These transcendentalists, ordinarily known as saints, philosophers, reformers, messengers of God and so forth, appear in various places of the world at various times. They render transcendental service to the absolute truth and to humanity also by preaching the message of the transcendental world. According to these transcendentalists, human beings should have higher concerns than those of lower animals like cats and dogs, who are also concerned primarily with two things, namely themselves and the world at large. Living entities other than human beings have no capacity to understand transcendental subjects. The human being is therefore considered to be the highest of all creations, and we must understand the nature of this higher standing. When man, who is the highest of all created beings, is fully developed in consciousness, he concerns himself with more than his own self and the world where he lives. He tries to understand the absolute truth. The absolute truth regulates man as well as the world, and knowing him, the transcendentalist regulates his activities on the right path. This regulating process is commonly known as a system of faith or religion. All over the civilized world we find some form of religion. Indeed, when man is devoid of any religion, he's nothing but a beast. Religion may be delineated according to different countries, times and people, but in all cases, it more or less aims at the objective of the Absolute Truth. The Absolute Truth is one without a second, but he is viewed from different angles of vision by different religionists or transcendentalists under different circumstances. Some transcendentalists view the Absolute Truth as an impersonal force, generally known as the formless Brahman, while others view him as the all-pervading localized aspect of God dwelling within all living entities and generally known as the Paramatma or Supersoul. But there is another important group of transcendentalists who understand the absolute truth as the absolute personality of Godhead. 
possessing the potency of being impersonal and all-pervasing simultaneous with his absolute personality. Honestly, I just really feel that a lot of arguments that atheists put forth really would be defeated if they would understand that there is the localized aspect of the Lord, there is the impersonal aspect of the Lord, and there is the absolute personality. At the present moment, the word religion is being sacrificed on the altar of materialistic tendencies. The human race is more concerned now with subject matters related to eating, sleeping, defending and gratifying the senses, much like the lower animals. The general tendency is to avoid transcendental subjects as far as possible, or in any case, not to go into the details. Even the biggest political leaders have been heard to say that a hungry man or woman finds no meaning in God and religion. People in general under the leadership of such materialistic men are gradually descending to the status of lower animals, devoid of all transcendental realization, knowing nothing beyond their material bodies and the material world. Thus, the human race has descended to the status of the dogs who are habituated to barking as soon as they come upon another set of dogs who happen to hail from another quarter. We cannot conceive of a greater degradation of the human being than when he raises a hue and cry as soon as he sees another human being who does not happen to belong to his quarter or his religious denomination or his race, isn't it? He raises this hue and cry as if he had been faced with a tiger or a wolf. Without transcendental knowledge, the human race has actually become no more than the tigers and the wolves. It is therefore necessary at the present moment to understand something about absolute knowledge if we want to bring the human race back to sanity. Thus, intelligent leaders of man should not devote their energies only for worldly betterment in the matter of sleeping, eating, defending and gratifying the material senses. Leaders who think a hungry man or woman has no use for God and religion should be told emphatically that no man or woman in the world is not spiritually hungry and that it is precisely these spiritually hungry man and woman who have to understand the meaning of God and religion now more than ever. In this connection, we would like to quote the substance of a speech delivered by Dr. Radha Krishnan, former president of India, at a meeting, recent meeting of UNESCO in Paris. He said, when a nation proudly turns away from God and concentrates on worldly success and prosperity, it meets its doom. What is essential today is not so much the rehabilitation of schools and libraries or shops and factories, but the rehabilitation of man. We must recreate man if we are to create a new world community." Unquote. Therefore, if we want at all to rehabilitate the human race, which is shattered now more than ever, it is more necessary than ever to realize the all-important relationship of man with God. 
Empiric philosophers and logicians have tried to understand the intrinsic relationship of the living entities with the absolute truth by various conceptions and methods. On the strength of their mundane education and scholastic research, but the absolute truth remains beyond the philosophers and their acquired knowledge. The conception of the absolute truth is never perfectly attained by such an ascending process, born of our imperfect material senses. These empiric philosophers and logicians cannot realize their imperfection due to the vanity caused by material knowledge, and thus their ultimate conclusion is atheism. They deny the existence of God, the Supreme Person, who is different from all other persons. Under this vague conception of atheism, such materialistic philosophers remain in the same darkness as before. They are content with a conception of the absolute truth concocted according to their own ideas, without knowing the real relationship of God with ourselves. Wow. Can, can somebody read this book to some like high-end leaders of the society, please? True transcendentalists do not recognize such a process of generalization, but pass over direct perception to receive real knowledge in its various stages from authorities who have actual revelation of transcendental knowledge. This revelation is made possible from the deeper aspect within the human personality. The real knowledge of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and his relationship with us can be revealed only by this transcendental method. Since the Supreme Personality of Godhead is absolute, he reserves the right of not being exposed to the mundaners. He can be known by one absolute process, and the relative process of sense perception can never reach him. If Godhead were subject to being revealed by our relative sense perception, then our sense perception, and not Godhead, would be absolute. Therefore, in all its manifold stages, sense perception is fallacious in gaining knowledge of God. We cannot approach the absolute truth by our poor fund of knowledge, but out of His own mercy the absolute truth reveals Himself by His own appearance. In the darkness of night, the sun cannot be obliged to appear, even by the power of our highest technology. But in the morning, the sun reveals itself of its own accord, without the help of any materialistic enterprise of ours. When the sun appears, the darkness of night automatically disappears. In the same way, the Supreme Personality of Godhead or his confidential servants manifest themselves by their own potency and without any help from this material world. They descend out of their causeless mercy just to benefit the fallen souls who are apt to be illusioned by the energy of Godhead, called the modes of nature. However, if we keep our doors and windows shut when the sun rises in the morning, surely the rays of the sun cannot enter our somber room. Similarly, 
when the Supreme Personality of Godhead or His confidential servants manifest themselves and preach the message of Godhead, we must not shut the doors and windows of our body and mind. Otherwise, the light emanating from the Lord and His servants shall not enter into us. This is so important, isn't it? Like, we have to be receptive, right? The light that emanates from such transcendental sources generally enters into us by oral reception. So, only if we are ready to offer submissive oral reception to the message of Godhead can we know Godhead as He is and our relationship with Him as it is. In that transcendental spirit, this message of Godhead is presented herewith for the benefit of people in general and real seekers of truth in particular. We do not know how far shall we be successful in our tiny attempt, and we apologize for our defects in this respect. The author. Oh my God. You know, this message of Godhead is one of the earliest books of Srila Prabhupada. Jai, so we have concluded the introduction and tomorrow we're going to start with the first chapter called Transcendental Knowledge. The link to this book is in the description, please have a look, so we will see you next time. Hare Krishna!